In this, I'm going to share some exciting news. As we reflect back on our last 10 years, if you've been seeing that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we believe God's called us to the next 10 years. So when I gave my life to Christ, I felt this pull or call, as I would say now, I wouldn't have used that language then, into ministry. And God began to connect me with people that, for whatever reason, took an interest in me. They called out talents. They, they, they called out gifts in me that I didn't know I had. And so in that process, I felt like I began to just pursue a job. Like, I wanted to get a job in ministry. So I interviewed for lots and lots of jobs at this church I was going to. And then I got a call once and said, hey, uh, Andy, I have a job that you're perfect for. And so I went through the whole interview process. At the very end of it, I get the call and they say, hey, we hired somebody else. <laughs> and so I like to tell people, I'm the only person I know that got called for a job they were perfect for and didn't get it, right? So, you know, began these questions in me. And it felt like God said to me in that, in that moment, Andy, you do ministry, and if I want to pay you for it, I will. And boy, I felt crushed. I felt so selfish, like I was doing something, everything for me. Well, within a few years, my wife and I were then invited to this uh, church plant, and we went to this meeting. It was about 35, 40 minutes north of us. There were about 12 people in the room. And we were like, is this something we want to do? And we felt called to like, yeah, let's help with this. So I was a volunteer there for four years, helped with all their community aspects. And then the job I had at the time, they ended my contract early. And so now I'm without employment. At that point, I'd gone back, got some biblical schooling. My pastor and friends said, hey, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to stick my finger in the air and see if God's doing something. And I'm going to pursue a job in ministry. And he said, can you wait a few weeks? Let me talk to the board. And so I did. And uh, two weeks later, they gave me the offer letter. I remember opening it up and like, this was the dream that God had put in me. My tagline, if you ever heard it, is like, I'm living the dream, but it isn't mine. It's better. I'd never dreamt this for myself. It's way beyond anything I would have ever thought or imagined. And I remember reflecting. I got this Offer letter, like the next couple of days, I was off to my very first mission trip ever to Monterey, Mexico with Back to Back. If you've never been on a mission trip, you have to go on one. It can change your life if you let it. And they have this beautiful, in the morning, I get up every morning and watch the sun rise, and it like hits these mountains, and it like works its way down. It's, everything is like HD. It's beautiful. I remember for reflecting that first morning, and I felt like God said, Andy, I've given you the desires of your heart now desire the things of mine. And I cried. I, again, felt so selfish. Like, I was, this was all about me. And as I look back on all of my story, but certainly parts of that I shared, I wonder what would have happened if I didn't take those small steps of obedience along the way. What if I would have just ignored all those things? So I'm working at this church, and on June 27th, 2009 at 4.43 p.m., and I know that because I took a note on my phone, I felt the first call to plant a church. So I captured this note on my phone, and then I proceeded to tell absolutely nobody. No, but not even my wife. It wasn't until around the fall of 2010 that I began to voice this call or pull that I felt like God had for me. And I started to tell my, <clears throat> my boss and my pastor the same thing. And I often wonder, what if I'd have just kept that note on my phone? What if it was still there and nobody knew but me? What would, how differently would have life turned out? What would have happened, you know, if I'd have stayed at that church? Well, today we celebrate 10 year, our 10-year anniversary. And as I let that sink in, I do find myself going, 
now that we're 10 years old, God, what do you have for the next 10 years for us? What's, what's going to come on the next 10? And I find myself asking that same question that I asked many, many years ago, what if? I mean, at the time, I had this job that I loved with the people that I loved and a community that I loved. And I remember telling my boss and pastor, like, I could work here for the next 10 or 20 years, and I could look back on that time and go, man, that was really good. But the analogy I used to him, and you've heard me use this before, is I don't want a good marriage. I want a great one. And I don't want to look back in 20 years and wonder, what if I didn't try? What if I didn't try to plant this church I feel like God's calling me to? And I find myself asking that same question now. What if when I heard his call then, I didn't pursue? What if in the discerning and the prayer, I didn't have the faith? Thankfully, I was prayerful. Thankfully, I was faithful. And to be honest, I was quite fearful. And if I hadn't planned it, I would have missed out on all that God's had for me in the last 10 years and how much he's done in my life and through my life. I think we would have missed out on what this church has had for the community around us and our, our outreach partners. We, we'd have missed all of that. And in all honesty, many of you would have missed out on what God has had for you the last several years. And so as we celebrate and think back and past the last 10 years, I find myself asking, what if? What if Blue Ash Community Church has an opportunity to position itself to thrive, right? Like, what if we could deepen our roots right here in the community we feel called to? Otherwise, we wouldn't have put the name in, our name, in the name of our church. And what if we had an opportunity to expand our reach for the next 10 years? And what if, what if we didn't listen to that call or that prompting of what we believe God is calling us to? What if we didn't walk through the door that God has opened for us? And like before, this answer is much the same as it was the first time. I believe then we would be missing out on what God has in store for each and every one of us. From the very beginning, we've wanted this church, Blue Ash Community Church, to be a church that isn't about us. It's a church that's about God's work and his kingdom. We want to be known as a, a loving, welcoming, caring, generous, Christ-centered church. And hopefully if you've been around, you could say yes to every one of those. A church that makes disciples who goes to the missing, loves the marginalized, and lives as God's kids. And we believe God is calling us to deepen our roots right here in Blue Ash so that we can expand our reach to show and live out God's love in very practical ways. It's been just over three years. You've seen some of those pictures since we expanded and, had, and created our footprint for our kids' ministry. And even then, early on, we had this dream to expand the other direction, which is behind all of you guys. And the more we continue to dream about it, the more we continue to talk about it, over the years, it seemed as though God kept growing this dream and desire in us. Then we learned the owner of that business over there sold. We had a tremendous relationship with this man, and he sold his business. So we began to pray about it. Like, God, what does this mean for us? Like, we feel like you put this dream and this desire in us. God, we need your wisdom. We processed it as a staff and a board. And the more we talked about it, the more we prayed about it, the more we processed it, the more evident it became that God was doing something. It became obvious that God was once again asking us to trust him. And the question really wasn't, what if we didn't trust? The question became, what if we didn't have the faith to believe what he said and trust? And in our plant, in our opportunity now to expand, we have to have faith. Living out our faith can be summed up, I believe, in two words. Simple to say, they're hard to live. 
obedience and risk. Obedience and risk. That's what I believe faith is all about, trust is all about. In Joshua 3, you'll read about this in your reading plan, God promises to part the waters of the flooding Jordan River. And if you've never gone to YouTube and put flooding Jordan River, do yourself a favor, do that. You might have some sense of what they might have walked up on. But he, God promises to, to part this Jordan River that's flooding only after the priests put their feet in the water. So imagine you're, imagine it's the higher river. I don't know, like it's flooding. You have this promise you have to now trust to put your feet in. The people had to believe God and his promise. Then, not only did they have to believe it, they had to obey it. Then they had to risk putting their feet in these flooding waters of the Jordan River so that God would then part them. This is where we find ourselves as a church. Ready to obey what we believe God is calling us to, but like those in the story of Joshua 3, there is a risk. We should be ready to walk feet first into the flooding waters, even if we're a little nervous, just as I imagine the priests were. Because we believe that God is calling us to thrive and not just survive. We want to invite you into this vision, this dream, this future of the next 10 years that gets us excited about what God's doing. We're asking all those who consider Blue Ash Community Church home to step out with us in faith, to obey feet first, to help us build the next phase of Blue Ash Community Church, to reach more people for Jesus. We want to expand and prepare what God has for all of us in the next 10 years. So how does this expansion help us thrive? Because the reality is the space we have right now is a really good space. And we could do ministry here in the next 10 years and honestly look back and say, good job, it was good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Unless, unless of course, you believe God is calling you to something different. We could say good job and stay where we are. We could come together as a community to expand, to begin to deepen our roots and expand our reach. And we believe staying put would not be obedient and what God has for us. And we don't want to have a limit to the reach that we, we can have or we believe God is calling us to in this community. And we want to be in a position to do so much more. Actually, I believe if we're not obedient, we're actually telling the community that we're okay with not doing everything we can or everything we feel called to do to show people the loving, merciful God that we all know and love. So then our choice is, what if we hadn't listened and talk about this over the next several years, or we can step out in faith and follow God now? Then we don't have to worry about the what if question. I think you probably know which camp I'm in. Standing still and not being obedient really isn't an option for us. And to be honest with you, I hope it never is an option. We want to be obedient. So instead, we're going to expand. We're going to add the 5,900 square feet that's behind us. We're going to renovate this whole auditorium so that we can reach more people. We're, we're in this 5,900 square feet, we're going to have dedicated space for a Blue Ash youth for the very first time. We'll have space for trainings and classes. We'll, we'll have space, additional space for kids' ministry and added security. We'll have a sensory room for the kids that may need it. I don't know if you know this, but 20, 30 years ago, people would ask, if they brought their families, they'd ask this question, is the place clean? Is the church clean? Now families ask, is the place safe? This will add an extra layer of security. 
We're going to add entrances to allow us to use the, the leverage, the side parking lot. We'll create a better and improved lobby. Not only will we have more bathrooms, we will finally have the right bathrooms. This will allow, of course, all of us to continue to welcome our guests well, improved environments so that people can experience all that God has for them. For, for them. And we understand these are big goals, but we also believe we serve a big God. And as we've prayed and talked through this, we've all sensed that this is a God-sized endeavor. This is, this is one we can't do without his help, and it's another one of those times that we have an opportunity to live out what we say. And the real issue here isn't money. The real issue here isn't timing. It's not numbers. It's really faith. It's faith and believing God, trusting and obeying him. It's the what if. And we believe God has spoken. He is leading us to accomplish his glory to further his kingdom. And when God speaks, that's when we obey and risk. What really gets me excited and when I think about this endeavor, this campaign, is the thought of our entire church stepping out in faith together, accomplishing something great for God, witnessing what I believe are going to be the many miracles in people's lives as they put their faith into action, rejoicing in the countless souls that will be saved in the process because God draws people to himself in communities that walk by faith. I get excited about us enjoying the unity and we will experience as everyone risks together when we obey, when we dare to trust God. I mean, these are the real results. It's not simply a building expansion. And that's really what this adventure of the Christian life is all about. That's what we want this church to be about. But it will take all of us sacrificing together. The financial cost of reaching these goals for our church family is far too great for only a few to carry. We each have to give our share and do our part. Blue Ash Community Church needs your commitment now like never before. It's time to ask God to listen and have faith. It's time to risk and obey. We've named this uh, campaign Thrive. Here's what Thrive means. To progress toward or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. It can also mean to grow vigorously. Thrive allows us to deepen our roots and expand our reach. But to thrive will require faith for us to face our fears and step out into the unknown. Cultivating our faith goes hand in hand with trusting God's will. And we believe where God guides, he provides. This will be an opportunity for all of us to leave our comfort zones and bravely move to where God is calling. Every great move of God requires faith. So this campaign, this Thrive campaign, will be a three-year commitment. We believe you can give more over a three-year period, and we're convinced that as we step out in our faith and we trust and believe God, that God is going to bless so much and move in such powerful ways that, as always, he will do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that has worked within us, as Ephesians 3.20 tells us. Walking, living, and giving by faith is a lifestyle. It's not just a one-time gift. And a three-year commitment better teaches us those things. Our focus is to, to grow closer to Jesus as we consider what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. Giving not only makes us more like God, it draws us closer to God. Something you'll hear over and over in the coming weeks and months is equal sacrifice, not equal gifts. 
To sacrifice means to willingly give the best I have for a greater purpose. And while we all can't give the same amount, we can all sacrifice. It's through sacrifice that everyone plays a part. We believe that God will impress a specific amount on your heart, on your family's heart, when you sincerely pursue him and ask him to speak to you. Giving by faith happens when we decide to give an amount that will require God to help us fulfill. And whenever I talk about giving, I'm always reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6-8 through 8 that says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. We believe God will put that number in your heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I believe there's no greater investment into God's kingdom, into the task of telling people about Jesus and how he can change their lives. Our church, by the grace of God, impacts families and lives every day for Christ. Now we have the opportunity to be pioneers again, to lay the foundation for the future. This expansion not only will continue to bless our children, but our community and future generations. So for the next 36 months, we're inviting you to step out in faith with us. But first, we want you to pray about this. Pray intentionally and specifically about what God is calling you and your family to do as we launch this Thrive campaign. Pray for our church, our our leadership. Pray for God's wisdom, his discernment, and God's favor. But we'll also be asking you to prayerfully consider making a financial commitment to help us with this endeavor. This special financial commitment will be above and beyond your normal tithes and offerings so that we can better accomplish these things together. The PAC, which is our Pastoral Advisory Council, which is our acting board, the pastors, the staff, my family, we're all asking the same question. God, what might you have us sacrifice? This is what we urge you to do the same. We believe God has the right plan for us. We also believe the more we seek his heart for his church, the better plan we'll end up having. So we invite you on this journey with us. In a few minutes, we're going to be passing out a bag that looks exactly like this one. But before I do, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's in here. Because if I just gave you the bag, you wouldn't hear a thing I said anyway. So So when you grab these bags, again, this is one per family. And only grab one if you're prayerfully considering investing in the Thrive campaign. There's no shame if you don't want one. We really want this to be something that you feel like God's calling you to, to be a part of. But you'll see the Thrive uh, logo with the tag. And on the back, you'll see the 2 Corinthians verse I just referenced. This is God's heart for us when we give back to him. This isn't just a verse we picked for some campaign. It's our prayer for all of us as we give back to God what he has genuinely given, uh, given us. He's been so generous to us, we want to give something back. Another thing you're going to find in there is a brochure, and this will explain much of what I just talked about, but you can also go to BACC Thrive and find out more information there. But I, it'll also have something in there that says, suggested steps for de- determining God's will. Just as a way to, maybe a, an outline or a guide that you can use to spend some time in prayer. So we encourage you to, to look over that. You're also going to find this Thrive Planter. As a reminder, as you can put somewhere that you'll always see, you water it, it's got the soil and the seeds in it, and obviously uh, it'll grow. And that's what we hope our faith does, is grow. 
And so you could put this again somewhere that you always see it. And uh, I will say that Craig was able to grow one, so I'm confident all of you guys can. <laughs> but use this as a reminder every time you see it just to pray. You know, pray for our wisdom and discernment. Pray for God's guidance and favor. Pray for God to move and speak in your life, to soften uh, our hearts and to open doors. We want this to grow our faith be beyond growing our church. And the last thing I want to talk about is this commitment card that you'll find in there. I mentioned before we want you to spend time praying about this, processing this with your family. As God to, to ask God to stretch your faith and to give you the financial number that you would invest into helping us thrive, helping us deepen our roots and expand our faith. Then this card, we're going to ask you to fill out this card and bring it back March 5th. March 5th, we'll collect all these commitment cards of what you've pledged to give over the next three years. My family and I are doing this as well. And you'll also see something called First Fruits. This is a one-time gift that we'll ask that you would give above and beyond your three-year commitment. This is the gift that helps us kind of get the ball rolling on the expansion to help us cover the upfront costs. There are significant, as you might imagine, upfront expenses for the project that our operating budget, our normal operating budget, just simply doesn't cover. So we're going to ask you to prayerfully consider giving your best gift first with the help of the God-sized endeavor. And a few things I want to say about this before we transition. We're asking that this investment into our Thrive initiative is above and beyond our normal tithes and offerings. And I'd say this, if you aren't trusting God with the tithe, would you prayerfully just consider to do that first? You'll read over and over in Scripture. We'll talk about this in a few weeks. God just says, trust me in this. Test me in this. The only time he'll say, test me in this, is in the area of our finances. And if you want more information about any of that, I'm happy to again have conversations with you. But this is, this is a big deal. Spend time praying about it, asking God. We believe that God will speak to you. And here's the thing. I'll say this one last thing about the tithe. If you don't trust us with your finances, do the practice. Tithe to another church. This isn't Blue Ash Community Church trying to get your money. This is about us saying, trust God as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, in the area of your finances as he's challenged all of us. Now, if you don't trust us with your finances, I'd love to know why, but don't use us as the excuse. God's honest truth. Tithe somewhere else. Watch what God will do in your finances. You can give lots of ways. You can do stock options. There's a lot of different ways. We can walk you through all of those things. But cover all of this in prayer. Ask God what he asked you to give in the first fruits, that one-time gift on the 5th of March, and then in the three-year commitment. We're praying for all of you as well as we pray for ourselves. I, I haven't shared the expected budget for this in initiative. We're still collecting all the information uh, for the build-out portion of the expansion, but this, this budget goes for not just the build-out and walls and all the things that happens in a build-out, as you well know, but also helps equip each one of those spaces. The total budget for labor, labor and materials and equipment for this Thrive initiative right now is $600,000. And together we can share the sacrifice and watch God do what only he can do. So with that, they're going to hand out these bags. And while they're doing that, I'm just going to genuinely pray for all of us to invite God into the next 10 years of our church. So God, just come right now with the power of your Holy Spirit.
God, we thanks for the last. We thank you for the last ten years that you've blessed us with, and the stories that many of which we don't even know. But God, thank you for the stories we do know, the lives you have changed, and the lives we get to celebrate today because of people like the ones that are sitting in this room, the, like the people that are listening, that have invested not just financially, but with their own heart, their own soul. They've offered up their time. They've offered up their talent. They've offered up their treasure. So God, as we boldly move where we feel like you called us, when we put our feet first into the water and step out, we know there's risks, but God, we know you show up. So God, help us th- thrive as a community, not just survive. God, as we look forward to the next 10 years in great anticipation of all the things you're going to do in this place and through this place, God, we see this place as a, as a mission ground for people to come in, the community use the space for mission groups to meet and other com- uh, community members to come, that this would be a blessing for everybody God, this would be a training ground so that when we practice in here, we can better do it out there. So God, continue to challenge the leadership, continue to challenge all of us that say yes to you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we get to transition to exciting baptisms. I love baptisms. I still remember my baptism. I remember the song that was playing. I remember my reaction when I got baptized. And so if you're getting baptized, now's the time to head and change if you haven't done so or head out to the hall. If you're baptizing someone, you could head out there as well. I'll be out there in just a moment. While they're doing that, let me say a few things about what happens here. If you've never been to a Blue Ash Community Church baptism, uh, we we like to celebrate. We don't do golf claps, right? That doesn't happen here. We hoot and holler. It's like we're watching a football game, right? Right? Like, we get excited. These are people's lives that are changed. They're declaring publicly something God's done in them. And the, the water represents them going in and dying to themselves and coming out a new creation in Christ. So, here's what's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna all come in here. They're going to watch everybody else get baptized. They're going to come in in a specific order. And I tell you that because I'm going to read. We always ask them, hey, share a little story or paragraph, a couple sentences, as to why you want to be baptized. So I'll read those stories, and then we'll baptize them in the same order that the stories are read. And here's the cool thing. When, when we're doing this, again, hoot and holler. If you're a family member and you want to come up and take a picture, that's fine. I will say don't block our photographer uh, we're going to make sure that they get a good picture that we can give them with their baptismal uh, baptism certificate. But there will be an opportunity. Whether you said yes to Jesus 10 minutes ago or you said yes to Jesus 30 years ago, you've never been baptized, you've never made that personal decision to be baptized yourself, we're going to give you an opportunity this morning. So start praying about that now. If God starts to impart that on your heart, you're like, yeah, but I didn't bring any clothes. Like, yeah, I know. Like, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we won't let that be a barrier to you. Uh, This happens more times than you know. God moves in powerful ways. But before we get started, let's just pray for those that are getting baptized this morning. Would you join me? God, thanks for the lives that have been changed, the ones that we get to celebrate right here and right now. God, they're publicly declaring that they're a follower of you. They're one of your kids. And so, God, just prepare all of us for what we're about to see. God, you tell us in Scripture when, when one sinner repents, when one, one person says yes to Jesus, that there's a party in heaven. And so, God, let that 
party come right here into this room this morning. Come by the power of your Holy Spirit and just blow through this place. Bring us your excitement as they go down in the water, representing their dying to their old self, their old ways, no longer the author of their own life. They're coming out of the water, a new creation in you, saying, yes, you're my Lord, you're my Father, that we're trusting our whole life in your hands. And God, you're a good Father. You're a good leader. And we want the story you have written for us, not the one we write for ourselves. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I feel that I'm finally ready. 
Over this last year, I've grown closer to God by learning about Him in my class and by praying to Him. I, I'm being baptized because I know it's not the end, it's just the beginning. I'm grateful for every moment. It's just powerful words. I'm grateful for every moment. I'm so happy that I get to share today with God, my family, and my friends. Ruth, who's getting baptized second, says, I've, I've loved Jesus my whole life, and now I want to get baptized to devote my life to Jesus Christ, our Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to wash away our sins. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to repent against my sins. I want to follow Jesus and his path. I want to be closer to him and love him and follow him. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Gareth says, over the years, the circumstances of my life have served as growing evidence of the existence of God and his influence over me. I truly believe God has delivered me from situations that would otherwise destroyed me. And the least I can do is repay. The love is to declare my faith publicly. I want God and his son Jesus to know that I love and trust them that I have fully relinquished my rebellion against God. I want God to love me and not to cast me away. And I hope baptism is a way to achieve that. It is. Emily says, I'm so excited to begin my journey of faith with Blue Ash Community Church. After years of fear and self-doubt, I have been welcomed back into the light of Christ with open arms. I understand that Christ has a plan for me and has spoken to me through the love of my family, friends, and members of this church. This baptism represents a new chapter in my life. Not only am I reconciling my relationship with Christ and fully living my life as a Christ follower, but I'm also planning my future together with my fiance. I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ into my life wholly, and I'm eager to share I'm eager, eager to shed Christ's light into everything that I do. Reagan says, I want to be baptized because I believe in God and Jesus. I believe Jesus rose from the dead and accept Jesus into my heart. I want to follow Jesus and do what God wants for me. And lastly, Hayden says, I want to be baptized because I believe in God and Jesus and accept Jesus into my heart. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. So with that, we'll get this party started so you guys do your part and celebrate.